Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh, we got an exciting day down here at Tivoli's House of Cards in St. John's County, right off 210. Come on down, say hello. Over the next couple of hours here on Wednesdays, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. So a lot of things happen. When I get here, and Mark Tivoli says, Casey's dad bought you some cards to open. Oh, I like that. So I'm, I'm just not sure. Casey's dad must be in town, didn't know. He is, yes. Uh, Casey's dad, uh, Chip, I believe, right? Yeah, Chip. Yep. The yes, yes, yeah, yes, there we go. Thanks. Yeah. I was hoping you would confirm. Son yes. would confirm dad's yeah. name. Thank you. Well, yeah, me, me and Chip are good Facebook friends as well. There so. we go, yeah. yeah. So what I don't know exactly is if he wants us to open it or he wants us to bring this back to Casey. Oh, I no, mean, it's, no, it's for you guys. I talked to him today. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's for yeah. us. All right. So you're not expecting us to come back and hand deliver it? No, Chip already brought me some stuff. It was cool. Oh, Chip. Chip. Yeah, that, that's cool. It's like we're sitting at a bar right now. The guy just bought us, like, all the rounds, though. That's you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, that's a, that's a nice box right there. That is so. a good box. I just so, hope, uh, Chip, we, we appreciate it. I just Absolutely hope he's listening because cool. I told him to do some work on my yard. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's in town. Uh, maybe we get to meet Chip. Maybe over the next couple of weeks. No, uh, he's in town till Saturday. Oh, just okay. for the, the remainder of the week. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, but he's maybe, around. Maybe not. All right. Uh, so anyway, we have that. Mm-hmm. Then we got word from the guys here that uh, WWE yeah. just came out with cards. Yes. And, First and, ever. Yeah, and Casey kind of broke Surprises. it down a little bit for me a little bit in terms of, like, what those boxes mean. And, Casey, you were dead on the money. They those aren't the cheapest boxes in here, let's just say. Those things are, like, very prestigious. Yeah, to the point where, like... I'm not I don't even look at them for wrong. you guys. Right? I, don't, I don't even want to look at those things wrong. No, like I'm, I, it up. I'm not afraid to spend a little money here at the Volley's House of Cards for yeah. the team, mm-hmm. for our fun, for our yeah. addiction. But I'm not buying but, those because they're too expensive. Well, I mean, they have like autographs. I mean, there's like autographs. It's like all the top. Yeah. Obviously, it's up echelon. Now, somebody stuff, else is going to buy them because yeah. they're really into it and they'll do that. Or maybe multiple people buy them. But mm-hmm. I think the word on the street is we'll open a couple of packs of those. Yeah. I mean, do we have to wear like. Surgical gloves when we're doing that because I—that's that, a lot of pressure, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's a ten thousand dollar John Cena possibly. Yeah, okay. Well, heck, I'll wear uh, surgical gloves for that. Well, then uh, hopefully my son that listen to that because he's a big John Cena fan. If he finds out I have a John Cena card, I don't give it to him. Um, you know, it's going to be hell at the Lane household. So hopefully we can stick to like Roman Reigns and all the heels right now. Yeah. In WWE. That's true. And and then so the other part of this is I lured you down here because uh, we've had a guy on on their live breaks that wants you to open up some UFC cards. Now yeah. there's some more UFC cards that we've got coming, but we're trying to track down that guy. Okay. So you can open them. Okay. I'm not sure those would be fruitless efforts. Is his name Dana White? Because that would be fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, no. That would be on the money. You know, this would be like, you know, it would be kind of cool. What's that? It would be really cool, like, if we had, you know how the kids get scholarships now? Like, the walk-ons, and they do these presentations. Yeah, yeah. Well, if Dana White and I could hook up, and he he needs you to fight on Saturday here in Jacksonville. Yes. And, like, we opened up a box of cards, and it was like, you! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. UFC, like, oh, that would be nice. That would be pretty cool. Like, it's that'd not happening cool. or I wouldn't have revealed No, that. no, no. But no, I'm just no, saying, I, like, that would be kind of neat. I'm also realist. Could. Yeah, I mean, I guess worse comes worse. I have to go to the press conference after the fight's on Saturday around 2 o'clock in the morning. I have to ask him all the hard-hitting questions. All and right. I obviously start off by saying, Austin Lane, current MMA fighter, ESPN 690. Dana, tell us about tonight. We'll get to Tiger Woods, and, and we'll get to football and shock your mock. And, I mean, now we got people wanting to redo the shock your mock because it was seen for a little bit yesterday, Casey's mistake. Oh, it's, I mean, hey, that's 
I, I got messages in Facebook. I got oh, messages sure, in sure. Instagram. Yeah. I didn't even know people knew how to slide into my DMs on Instagram. I hardly use that. So, well, congratulations. That's, that's very big of you to finally get some DMs uh, sliding in there. As far as I'm concerned with Shock Your Mock, you know what it is, all right? It, it was never the most perfect thing, but that's what made it so beautiful was all its flaws and all its glory. And now people all of a sudden want like a more polished product, and I'm sorry, but Casey and I, if you know anything about us, a little rough around the edges. <laughs> we can't give you that finished, polished product. Yeah. So either you appreciate it for what it is, or you can do your own thing. Yeah, thanks. To, to kind of equate you, it to the Davoli's House of Cards and card business, like you guys and polished, I probably wouldn't put that word in. No. Like, kind of like I wouldn't call you immaculate. No, we, we, right. we aren't immaculate. We aren't cracked ice, any kind of color whatsoever, because we had about 20 colors yesterday Casey was going through in I terms of the cracked ice and the, and the basketball cards. No, we're just the standard run-of-the-mill, but you know what? We're, we're like that T.J. McConnell card. Not worth a lot, but you appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's got some fun stats in the back for you to read. Well, who was it? Who was that? Facts again. Found? My favorite part of opening the cards up is we get all excited about Jamar Chase, and then we had, like, three other cards in that that pack or yeah. that box it was a fire box hot yep. box yeah and and we had all these other ones that were worth pretty good decent amount of money like okay like they were okay cards yeah well the other day we have magic johnson Autograph. we get all excited about magic johnson i take a picture i send it to mark devoli says that's a good card yep. we look it up on ebay like talking about three-digit card yeah right yeah. so that's good yeah. and uh well, then, I heard you guys yesterday, yep. and we found another one. What's that? $25 of purple $25, which I didn't, ice. and I kind of pulled the Martin a little bit where I didn't even see the serial number because it was on the back, uh, right? Yeah. So so this yeah. was on the back. Okay, case so it was, what, one of 25 or something? Uh, it was out of 25. I forget the exact number. It was out number. of 25. It might have been yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So uh, it was Gary Harris, correct? Yeah, that's the boy. Underrated, too, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah isn't he? Nuggets. You know, isn't he? Yeah, in terms very of, underrated. I, I think borderline, he's one of the better players in the league that you should probably invest in if you're in the cards. Well, Casey, you know what's going to happen? Because <laughs> you know what happens when I'm here at DeBoy's house of cards? I speak Jason Tatum into existence. I leave. What happens two weeks later? Jason Tatum's dropping 50-point games like a Toronto style. I so brought his jersey. So the, exactly. Brent brought his jersey. Now Brent's on the so bandwagon. next to Larry Bird. <laughs> now, now Brent's on the bandwagon. We talk about Gary Harris. I think Gary Harris now will be speaking into existence. Gary Harris speaking into existence like the Jags trying to trade the first overall pick. There it is. It ain't happening. Nah, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. All right, so we'll get to, uh, obviously, the, the sports world. And, by the way, on the verge of Major League Baseball, we're going to do a lot of Major League Baseball pitches today. We're going to save it to tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if there are some games going on, it's not like it's a 162-game season. I think we're not going to, uh, you know, get a little hint of a couple of innings of baseball. It's not going to skew our selections. Correct. I got a couple of things to get to. I don't know if we have. Like, you know how you have all these buttons for shock your mock. Correct. Casey, I don't know if you can find something, but I feel like uh, for at least one time, I don't want to do this again. But I thought I was going to run out of gas oh. earlier today, Ooh. and I was like, oh man. I'll tell you why. Like I was like, I had to go for it anyway and get there because I was already late for a different reason. Uh, that's never happened to me before. No, never. No, no, no. The reason. Like, oh, I thought you meant late. being late. No, I was like a new excuse. Okay. But it was a real thing. Okay. And so I go get gas after, and I want a button for hitting triple digits on the truck. Oh, yeah, triple Spend digits. Spent $101 hitting gas. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean hey, that's that like a badge truck. of honor. I it's a badge of honor. <laughs> speed. Yeah, nice. first time. Yeah. I mean, I spent 92. It's been in the 80s. I must have filled it up and not waited as long. Yeah. This time I waited so long, yeah. I got to 101. Yeah, for sure. I remember back when I had my truck, I took the premium gas, so I can only imagine what that would look like now in this climate. But now I drive a station wagon because I'm a family man. Oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, the other part of why I was late, this has never happened to me. 
either. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Never ha- no like again late has happened. Yeah. And you know like I've probably been shaving now. I'm 45, so what a flex. 25. Yeah. And maybe 15 years. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a what a flex. So today, I'm sh- like, and we all, yeah, everybody kind of cuts themselves shaving a little yeah. bit here or there. I mean, I wouldn't know, but yeah, go ahead. But like, that may be like a dick, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Today, I cut myself shaving, mm-hmm. and I think I lost two pints of blood. Oh wow! Like, did it you didn't get, hurt. Did you, did you get the jugular? What are you doing? I mean, it was just on the, like the cheek. Wow! And all of a sudden, it just started gushing, and I was like. I actually went, I was leaving the house, and I was like, my gosh, it won't stop. Mm-hmm. It hadn't stopped. Like, I had to go back in after and cha- come back around change shirts. Yeah. Bleeding all the way down. My- I mean, I could not stop this. Like, I almost went to the emergency room for a... Brent, so help me. If you had gone to the emergency room because you cut yourself save- shaving. I thought man. I was uh, lightheaded. I thought I was going to oh, pass. Wow. I was okay. losing so much blood. So now, where's... I mean, I'm trying to see... Right that. here. Let me know. I mean, I'm... I it's popped bigger zits in high school than that, though. Me you know too. what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Me too. I mean, it was bleeding nonstop. It's just crazy. Look at that nothing. little spot. How could it's that nothing. bleed nonstop? It's absolutely nothing. I'm not worried about that. You should have, he had some, like, petroleum jelly like they do in the fight in, in the UFC. Yeah, petroleum jelly. Take that right away, man. Like, I can't on. even find Band-Aids. Like, my yeah. kids are, like, in high school. You don't carry around Flintstone Band-Aids yeah, or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't stop anything. I, I forgot what they call it, but they use um, petroleum jelly. Because, like, you know, my not my last one, but the fight before that, when I fought Juan Adams, I got a cut in my eyebrow the first yeah. round. And I forgot, I think it's called Answell. They put some of that on, like, your cut. And, it, like, it, it immediately went away. Amazon? Uh, I, I assume Amazon. Guaranteed. You can get anything from Amazon. I'm going to get yeah. some for my next yeah, shaving. Yeah. Look up Answell, I think it's called. All right. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. You yeah. you use Answell to fight, recover from fights and yeah. punches and elbows. And I shaving. use it for shaving. And then, hey, and then while you're out there, get some of those uh, smelling salts as well. <laughs> and let's really take it to the next level. You know what I'm saying? I seriously, and actually, honestly, I made it on time. But I was, like, all discombobulated by the amount of <coughs> blood that, and I don't care about blood. Like, it, that doesn't matter. But I, I was, like, dripping blood yeah. throughout the house yeah. as I came back. I mean, at times this yeah. morning. We, we, and it wouldn't stop. Like, this is over, like, an hour period. You're just rushing, though, huh? That's what happened. You just cut yourself because you're rushing? No, I don't, I don't think I, well, I, don't think I was doing anything extra. I do we have to bring out the shaving cream in the balloon? A, I'll show you how to shave or what? What are you doing? I was, maybe it was just a uh, just a little bit of a dull part of the blade. Okay. I got I you. kept going. Okay. I kept carrying on. We'll see what happens again. So, anyway, first time it's ever. I mean, I know people cut themselves shaving all the time, and, like, you probably have experienced this. Yeah. I've never experienced the amount of blood that I do lost. Do you just use, today. like, a, a disposable razor? Or do you use, like, yeah. uh, like just, like, the, the straight blade? Oh, okay. I, whatever 30 of them cost at Costco, I, got you. I go yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of this the other day. My dad, <laughs> I can remember when I was, like, nine yeah, or yeah. ten, right? Yeah, yeah. And my dad shaving. Yep. And so he ends up, I'm like, you know, so enamored with this. At oh, of course. Whatever. Dude, I'm I might have been way. like six or seven. Yeah, know? I'm the same way. And, and so, you know, you, again, you don't shave, so you're running about seeing you do this. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. And so uh, I remember, like, being just enamored with it. In some way or another, my dad got me, like, a like pra- uh, plastic razor type sure. thing, thing. And yeah, so, yeah. like, I would shave, yep. too, yep. like, even though I really wouldn't shave. Yeah. But, uh, and I was thinking of it the other day. I said, man, do I have to like teach Ty how to shave? You got, dude. That's like a, that's like a father son thing. Like, I remember yeah. when I was, 
I might have been like a kindergarten or first grade, and like when I lived with my grandparents, my grandpa would shave every single night, and he had like the old school like single blade thing. You oh, because know oh, dude, he's old school. I mean, I mean, if you, if you if you fought a war in Korea, you're gonna have a single blade razor. You know what awesome. I'm saying? Like you're not gonna go to Walmart and buy like the disposable. Yeah, so this guy was the real deal. So like you know he did like he lathered it on first and had like the single blade, and then he 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 rigged it up where I had like my own. But it wasn't, like, it was a single blade thing, but the blade wasn't in there. So it was just a plastic. And then I'd get with him in the mirror and shave with him as well. And, like, like that, was our, that was our thing. And then, of course, you had to add, like, the aftershave, or as, as he called it, smell smell. Yeah, yeah. So I put some smell smell on, and obviously it was Old Spice. You got because, because every grandfather has Old Spice <laughs> in his cabinet. So, yeah, th those are good times that should be handed down to your I son. I know. I think I probably still a few years away. It's probably late in the shaving game, too. Sure, sure. Kind of like I was. Yeah. So I think we've got a little time here. And yeah. I'm not really sure by, like, his junior year of college if he really wants his dad helping him shave. It's a good point. It's a good point. But it doesn't hurt to teach, you know what I'm saying? There are things, like, you wonder about yeah. from a parental standpoint. You're like, okay, is he going to figure this stuff out, or am I supposed to do something here? No, for sure. Because like, there are a lot of things I think I just figured out. Yeah. Right? Yep. Shaving, maybe being one of them. Like, yeah. my dad might have done that. I saw my dad do that, but I don't ever remember a lesson for shaving. <laughs> he didn't try to pass it down. I don't think so. I like don't shave, remember it. Shave with the grain or against yeah, the grain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why I shave the way I shave. Some yeah, people yeah. shave in the shower. Some yeah. people, you know. Yep. Anyway, there you go. I like it. A lot of blood loss today. <laughs> Listen, you might spar tonight, but I have more blood loss than you I bet today. That, that's probably a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe more blood loss than we're going to see on Saturday. <laughs> the, I don't know about that. I don't know, man. That we'll will see. Be. Although that bat would have been pretty bloody if you tried to get me sure. in today. Sure, you, sure. If I just ran around in circles, that cage <laughs> would have been pretty bloody today. Um, <laughs> Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, not talking sports here at the, at the Bullies House of Cards. Not even a little bit. Uh, at, at, uh, not even a little bit of sports, no. Um, hey, Tiger's still playing? Is that a question? Yeah. Yeah, just double check. Yeah, I haven't. I want to make sure no breaking news. No, I don't know. So, I'm watching uh, soccer though, to be honest with you. So, who's playing in soccer? Uh, Chelsea and Real Madrid on CBS 47. Oh wow, Brent! We have soccer on CBS. Champions League, yes, sir. Like in on a Wednesday afternoon, we're showing soccer, and not. Yeah. I haven't seen any emails come through. On soap operas being missed right now. Sure. Oh, we got the Bold and the Beautiful in before, though. Guaranteed. I watched a little bit of that. I got onto the storyline. Probably going to have to tune in tomorrow and the rest of the week. But nonetheless, oh, sure. now, we're, now we're in on the soccer, yeah. Listen, I'm, I haven't checked Somebody's my Somebody's in a coma, and I'm sure in the Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, how'd you know? I mean, hey. I have not checked my email. I don't email think she's going to wake up. But I have <laughs> got to be. I'm guaranteed that I have an email about somebody complaining about soccer being on instead of. Some, uh, I mean, if it was the bold and the beautiful, it's probably like the young and the restless now, right? Yeah, that's is probably that the case. order that it goes in. I think yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I do. What yeah. time does soap operas stop? Ooh, well, I don't know. I can tell you the I coverage would... of this came on at two. They did an hour pregame, and now the game's on. An hour pregame. Yes, sir. Wow. So is this for the championship, Casey? No, this is or not. No, nah, we game. we still got a long way to go, actually. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just happy I'm watching on CBS and not some weird janky stream on my phone. Isn't it kind of weird that they play on a Wednesday? Uh, that's no. kind of how it rolls for Champions League because it's not league games. Yeah. Sure, sure. So like okay. they'll play on Saturday for like Premier League. So okay. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's either Tuesday or Wednesday. So they didn't play yesterday, so they played today. Okay. All right. Uh, what are you more excited about as a sports fan? Mm -hmm. Tiger tomorrow or Major League Baseball season opening up? Me, personally? Yeah, and you're not even a golf Selfishly, guy. Selfishly, and I'm not a golf guy, the Milwaukee Brewers, yes.
Really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be our year. This it's 162 year. games. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of hype. Like, this is how Buffalo Bills fans feel. We've been over this before. Like, when when there's hype, you can go to the Super Bowl. Like, you're excited for the season. I'm excited for the Milwaukee Brewers right now. Casey, big Rays fan, big baseball fan, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go Tiger Woods because I'm mad at the Rays. You don't like oh, Austin Meadows? Oh, you like that gone. move, huh? Yeah, I didn't like it. They continuously do this. It makes me mad. Chase, a WOKV, also a Rays fan, also upset. Um, <laughs> just overall, I'm, I'm mad at him again. I'll get over it by, like, the second week of the season, but I'm locked into golf tomorrow. Um, they he, Tiger, by the way, will be in a featured group, so okay. smartly. <laughs> anybody involved in the featured group has put Tiger there at the 1034 start time. I got to believe most – I mean, again, baseball is a long way. Baseball opening day, though, is pretty cool. It is. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's going to be set And Red Sox-Yankees already got moved to Friday. Uh, they already know it's going to – I never understand why Major League Baseball schedule starts up in the north. Yeah, yeah. it's a good call. Uh, yeah, why? Mm-hmm. I hear you. I think the weather is supposed to get chilly here this weekend, like chilly by 63 or 61 degrees. Like, that's cool in April. Yeah. I can only imagine what it is in Milwaukee. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it's, well, yeah but to, well, it, it can be inside, but tomorrow they're playing at the Cubs. Yeah, so oh, I'm going yeah. so uh, to watch gonna, those bums get beat in Chicago. Gonna, yeah, you're going to be like, you're going to have stocking caps on. Oh, yeah. There's going to be flurries. Yeah, that, that's stupid field. They don't have any kind of, like, heat, stupid I'm sure, pumping, <laughs> pumping through. I've been there, man. I sat behind a foul pole for no reason. Like, spent, like, 50 bucks, way too much money to sit behind a pole uh, in the bleachers, man. Like, yeah, that, and, and the bathrooms are just, you know, they're the lowest of class. Yeah, I, I hate Chicago, man. I hate Chicago. I hate, no, I'm just kidding. It's freaking. Bro, Chip's going to take the cards away from you, bro. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Uh, oh, is this the Cubs fan? Oh, yeah, Die Hard. Oh, we had a Cubs fan in here? Or, oh, Chip is. Okay, I'm sorry. Your, your dad's a Cubs fan. My bad. Okay. I, I thought you meant in, in the story, and I was a Cubs fan. I'm like, it's oh. hard to hate on the Cubs unless you just don't like the Cubs. So I don't, like, don't the Cubs. like the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Which is funny because, like, St. Louis, I know it doesn't like the Cubs. I never knew, like, Milwaukee fans <laughs> existed or didn't like Oh, the Cubs. really, though? Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I would say, I mean, first of all, Brewers fans are everywhere, Brent, so a little respect. <laughs> hey, really? Did, did How you, many times do you walk you around see, Jacksonville and see a Brewers fan? I mean, do you see a Bucks fan? No, but they're, they're, trust me, they're there. A Bucks, like? Milwaukee Bucks. No, oh, Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, Milwaukee like, Bucks. Yeah, the city uh, of, of Milwaukee. I'm trying to think, like, actually, um, like, Amanda, but, who we work with, she's a Wisconsin fan. Okay. But I see her with Bucks and Packers on, I think, at times. But I don't remember her wearing Brewers. Oh, I'm sure she, she does. Okay, but my point is, like, yeah, Milwaukee maybe doesn't get the, the most respect in terms of fandom, but last year I remember talking about the Deer District nonstop because you had 80,000 people, you know, during probably not the best look in terms of the pandemic, but 80,000 people shoulder to shoulder watching a basketball game outside of the arena. Yeah, there's Brewers fans out there. Obviously, maybe not a lot of them down here, but trust me, Brent, they're there. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so anyway, I, I would say I'm more excited about Tiger as well. I think the masses probably are. But opening day is very cool, and I like opening day uh, in Major League Baseball, and I love the Major League Baseball season uh, is upon us. Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp started last night with a loss, but still a they got the game in. Beautiful evening. Yeah. And you could hear the game right here on ESPN 690 once again. Today, in between our show and that, Action Sports Jacks OT, Casey, Middle, Casey Kurtz and Brian Middleton. <laughs> Just change your name. And we'll be at the Bullies House of Cards for the next couple of hours. Thanks to Chip, Casey's dad. We're going to open these. We've got a lot of opening to do. Yeah. Plus, we have a shockier mock as well. Uh, we'll see what's happening with the UFC cards and the WWE cards. And we've got picks for the Masters here today. Will anybody take Tiger? We should do Tiger to make the cut or not if nobody picks him. How about that? As add to it. Like the first cut? 
Yeah. Okay. The first two rounds. Okay. Will he make it? Okay. Um, if nobody picks him, I might pick Tiger to win it. I'm not, I'd be surprised if you didn't. Yeah, I would. Well, I don't know. Okay. I'd be surprised. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 69. team is not going anywhere in the playoffs. Could they squeak out a round? Depends who they play. They probably don't. They're okay with that. Deep down, they know the best is yet to come. That's why they didn't trade Patrick Williams, who's going to be a star in the league. They'll make another good move this summer. They ask you a question. What if the uh, Lakers said, you know what, we got to retool this whole thing. Hey, we'll give you LeBron James for Zach Levine. You doing it? You doing it? Am I trading LeBron James for Zach Levine? If you're the Lakers, yeah. Absolutely not. No, I am not. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to roll with LeBron, but I need to get him help as well. But, I mean, I think in terms of, and I get it, winning games is the most important thing, right? I don't think Zach Levine's going to drive ticket sales in L.A., but I still think LeBron's got a lot left to, in the tank until his son gets to the league and can play with him. But LeBron simply cannot do it himself anymore. Um, he needs a supporting cast, and he did not have that this year. Brad Martin, along with Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, back here at Tivoli's House of Cards. Next couple of hours on Wednesday, Just come out and join us. we got an exciting day, too. we got some football cards to open. USC, WWE releasing new cards today. So we may even open a few of those packs, even though we couldn't afford them. But uh, <laughs> we're going to spend other people's money, like Mark Tivoli's, and uh, see if we hit something good. Yeah. Because, you know, I think the part of it is they want us to kind of open something, because we've been open some... We've been pretty good lately. Well, not too shabby. Yeah. Me. Well, hold on now. Hold on now. Because when you're talking about opening up cards, you're talking about Mr. Season's greeting. That's, that's what they call me now on the streets. That's, that's what they call me in the message boards on Reddit in terms of, you know, opening cards. They call me Mr. Season's greeting. So, yeah, Brent, I get you had the Magic Johnson card, and that was a big one, autograph and everything. But, Brent, it's no one of three. All right? It's no one of three, Jamar Chase. Two of three. I'm saying it's one of three cards. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Jamar Chase. Yeah, that was very good. Too. Yes. Uh, we'll, so we'll talk a little bit more about the cards. You really should come on down and see it. Uh, it's such a fun industry to talk about. That's what we have. In the breaks, we have these conversations. It's, uh, it's a wild world uh, here in the card business and, and doing very well uh, down here at DeVoli's House of Cards. Casey lives it and says um, the inventory here is better than anywhere you can find uh, at DeVoli's House Facts. of Cards. So come on down and uh, check it out here on 210 St. John's County. And uh, right off 95. You know, football-wise, really quiet on the Jags front right now. Off-season conditioning will get going next week. You mm -hmm. know, Doug Peterson, really the first time he gets a, a look at his team. So we'll talk a little bit more about that as it gets closer and it's happening. But not a lot coming out uh, with the Jags. Everything still centers around the draft. You guys had a lot of discussions yesterday, and I love the Trevon Walker uh, discussions right now. Yeah. I think they're fascinating. And what the beauty of this is for the Jags, and maybe for the fans, and for the NFL, is I do think there's a little bit of mystery still at what the Jags are going to do. Sure. I think Aiden Hutchinson is a clear favorite for the Jags. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But I do think there's enough people that think the Jags could go Aquanu or Neal at, at an offensive line and see them continue to build that. CBS had uh, Neal going, once again, number one overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it was wild. Like, again, like, I don't, I, but I've also been wrong many a times. So, mm -hmm. like, if it happens, I would get the logic in it to a degree, uh, but I would still probably be critical about, okay, what are you doing at pass rusher on this side of the ball? See, I would understand it if they were to trade Cam Robinson for some kind of capital. Yeah, and I then just I don't could... see that. Why would you trade him now? Do you think there's the ability to trade him now versus 
the last few weeks are free agency? Like, why would you doubt uh, I, I, mean, I mean, no, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm saying, like, I would be okay with getting Neal if you were to trade yeah, Cam yeah. Robinson. Um, well, that'd be, that'd be I mean, sense. logistically, it doesn't make that much sense. But if you look at this draft, and me and Casey kind of went through this exercise a little bit, we can sit here and say there's probably two tackles right now that can come in day one and maybe outperform Cam Robinson. And that could be Neal, and that could be Aquanu. I think everybody else um, is a giant question mark. And even those two guys that we just named are a question mark going in their first year because, you know, there is, a, the, 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 there is a level of, you know, learning how to play the game in the NFL that takes some time. But I think if a team sees, okay, well, we're on the outside of getting Neal, we're on the outside of getting Aquanu, well, then maybe they do pull the trigger on a guy like Cam Robinson where you know what you're getting. Uh, is he going to be an all-pro? Probably not. Might be a pro bowler on the right team, and maybe a team pulls the trigger there. So I'm going to ask you this, okay? Uh, Casey, you can jump in and play if you want. You have two um, – I'm trying to think of categories. Stunned or uh, – stunned is like a, a different level of surprise, okay? So that's the high level. Shocked. So, yes, shocked yeah, or stunned. You want to go shocked? Yeah. We'll go shocked. Yeah. Since we go shock your mom. Shock your mom. Shocked yes. is the highest level of surprise. Okay. Mm-hmm. Surprised is – all right, that's a surprise. Sure. And this right. way you have to weigh these things. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or, like, no surprise at all, right? Yep. So there's your three categories. Uh, and if I say Aiden Hutchinson, we'd all say no surprise. No surprise. Right? Yep. If I say Kayvon Thibodeau, where would you put him? Uh, I'm stunned. 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 So, shocked. No, I'm stunned. I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm stunned. Oh, there's a different there's level. A, there's a different level. Yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. like, I'm, 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 like I'm, not, I'm stunned because, wow, I thought it was going to be Hutchinson. But I, I, it makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, we have four levels. Shocked, stunned, surprised. My bad. Nothing. I, I'm surprised. Sorry. I'm surprised <laughs> that we get Hutchinson. No, you're good. You're know. good. No, your stunned is right. Okay. I hear you. I, you explained it well. Casey? Yeah. Uh, I'm going I'm to go surprised because I'm hoping it's a smokescreen and they end up with Thibodeau. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. say surprised, too. Like, I, I, again, this is a guy that I could think you could – if I'm sitting in the Jags' war room and meeting rooms going up to this draft, if I'm a uh, defensive line coach, if I'm a Brinson Buckner, right, if I'm defensive Caldwell, Mike, Cal- uh, Mike Caldwell, defense coordinator, I could make a really good case for Kayvon Thibodeau, I think. Correct. Right? Yes. So, so in that, I'm like, I, I mean, I would be surprised the Jags take him because there's really not a lot of smoke there. Yeah. But I don't believe every mock draft and analyst. I mean, they're analyzing because – they're an analyst. Yeah, They're not yeah. picking. They don't know what these teams are going to do. So I could see taking the ceiling and the Thibodeau better fit in your scheme. To your point, I yeah. think you said that. Maybe Caldwell could see a better fit for Thibodeau than Hutchinson. But so if we're on that track right now, we're talking about Thibodeau, and I'm going to just I'm gonna spoil it real quick. Walker's in the same category right now. If Thibodeau or Walker are taking number one overall, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. And here's why. I understand if you look back at the history of the NFL draft, very rarely does a team trade for the number one overall pick, and I get that. But I see a team, the Detroit Lions, right now that sees a guy in Aiden Hutchinson, and that's the guy that they want. All right, like you're I, convinced of it. I, I'm convinced that the Detroit Lions want to get a play Why? because he, he's he's like their homegrown guy. So you think number one, the number one pass rush is definitely a need for the Detroit Lions. Yeah. And number two, it's their homegrown guy. And I think there is something to say for that. So, and I think in terms of Dan Campbell, his personality, I think Hutchinson, what he, how he plays and his personality, I think it's a match made in heaven as well. So I think there's, there's a lot to like from Aiden Hutchinson going to the Detroit Lions. If that's the conversation that we're having, then to me, you trade with Detroit, and maybe you get a second-round pick. Maybe you even get a third-round pick. The point is, if you don't want Hutchinson, at least purvey the fact that you do want Hutchinson and make Detroit give you at least something for it. Like, I would take a third-round pick 
to go to number two and get Thibodeau yeah. or Walker in that case. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's so. I'd be very disappointed if they don't get Hutchinson. They take Walker, Thibodeau, and they get nothing in return for that kind of move. Well, here's where my level of disappointment would probably not exist so much. Is I think the Jags would be trying to do that. I think I you so. have to get Detroit to do that. I you don't so, know yeah. what Detroit's thinking. Detroit could want Hutchinson, but they also could be like, listen, if we get Walker, if we get Thibodeau, we're cool. Like we're good with that. If we get Sauce Garden. We're cool with that. Like, we've got a lot of players. We don't need – we need our draft picks. We need to build this roster. We've got a number 32, I think a number 34. Those are important picks for us. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see them not – maybe the level of I want Hutchinson isn't to the point where they're eager to trade up. So, I actually think the Jags have been very vocal. Anytime we've talked to Balky, when I talked to Peterson last week, on camera he said, well, we could trade it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. they are trying to trade the pick. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they are actively trying to trade the pick. I just think – there's no chance they're trading the pick. This scenario is an interesting one because not a lot would swap from two to one. It wouldn't be like a blockbuster. Oh, Go get nothing. two more for yeah, a Yeah, I mean, like I said, it could be a third-round pick yeah. at the very most, so, and, I, and I would be okay with that. All right, so let's go to Walker then. Yeah. Would you be surprised? Would you be stunned? Would you be shocked if, if they picked Trevon Walker? At number one? Yeah. Yes, I would be shocked. Shocked. So he's your highest level. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'd be shocked because once again, I feel like you, you could trade down and still get him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but you got to take the trade off the city. I can't make but I the can. trade happen. But I can. But you can. Okay, so what if I got him at number two? And then yeah, that, that makes more sense. If you get, would you still be surprised though? I'd be definitely surprised because I, I think Thibodeau is better. Yes, so okay. I'd still be surprised. But once again, I think if you take him number one overall, like that's where the shot comes for me because you probably could have taken him at two, three, or maybe even four. Yeah, uh, Casey. Yeah, I'm gonna go with shocked here as well. For what reason? Uh, it just doesn't fit. Like, it feels like you're trying to make puzzle pieces fit that don't fit. Like, you're you're going for the guy that's all of a sudden coming up the board again like happens every year and might not be the guy you think you're getting. When there's a couple of slam dunk picks in pass rushers, you're looking for a reason to pick one, not one of those guys. I would at this stage of it, to be honest with you, be stunned even though I almost want to see it happen. See, because if I think they take Trevon Walker, I think they feel like he's their He's the best player in the draft. Like, I think they are taking the best. And I've said this. If you're the number one overall pick, why not take the best player in the draft? And it is a need. You know, their defensive line, where he can play. He will try to fit into the edge somehow. He has a body that is starting to remind me and bring back, like, he's got this mix of the body of uh, Calais, where they say he can play up over 280. Now, Calais is more like 300. Like 300 yeah. But he also moves like almost like a Miles Jack playing at, like, 250. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he, he. But that's the thing. He ran the same forty as Thibodeau did. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can listen. I'm not telling you I'm in love with Walker. I'm just telling you, I get the most excited about Walker. And if this team and franchise thinks that this guy is that, I, I, I know there's a level of trust with this franchise that is missing. But I like what they potentially see in him, how they're going to use him, and this wouldn't just be like, hey, we're going to pick a player and and find out how to use him. I but, think they have would have a plan for him. But, but what would that plan be? Because I because I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. You know. I know. You're you're lost on that. Um, I I mean, I still think he would play the edge, and you'd find a way for him to play the edge. And, okay. And I'm telling you, I was up in. I, I told you guys this uh, Monday when we did a report. Uh, Stewart and I were up there, mm-hmm. and we were talking to some of the folks that cover the Georgia Bulldogs, and it's like they love this guy. And people love this guy that are close to that program. And sure. his motor, his athleticism, his ability to move. Uh, good dude, too. Like, all these things. Like, there's a there's a lot of things to like about Walker. And so, 
and I've liked them anyway. But I just would say I'd still be stunned yeah. if that's the way it went, even though I'd almost like to see it So, So way. you're saying if they got Trevon Walker number one, you'd celebrate it then? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I really think I would. Um, okay. Uh, same thing real quick. We can go faster. Evan Neal. Shocked, oh yeah! Stunned, surprised. I mean, I, I would be all. I would be shocked. Yeah, because same with Quanu uh, then. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, you you franchise take Cam Robinson for a reason, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Casey. Yeah, I'm gonna add a new category. It's called Jags. That's <laughs> something you do if you're the Jags. You pick a tackle when you have three you invested heavily in. Would I be surprised? Absolutely not, because Jags. Well, here's the thing though. Like, I, there are a lot of folks out here listening to our show that want this to happen. They want Evan Neal, okay? And I'm going to use yeah. Neal in this case because it makes more sense because he has position flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, great great draft term right there, right? I sound like I was like uh, Mel Kuyper's uh, like I'm not study. mad at that, yeah. Uh, yep. Position flexibility. I'm not mad at well, that. So I think this is where I can't hate on the idea of it. Okay. If you could say in front of Trevor Lawrence, you had Cam Robinson, they obviously like. Yeah. Neal. Now it's going to be Shatley, it looks like. It so, was going to be Linder. And you have Sh- – moving him to guard. So you're saying Evan Neal's going to guard? Yeah. Okay. So Sheriff. You, okay. And then you have, like, Walker Little or Jawan Taylor. Like, so you can t- you hate on the fact that they built their that line to be an absolute strength of their football team? I'm going to hate on the fact that you just spent your number one I overall pick on, on a guard. Well, that's why I think it's insane yeah. that people think this is going to happen. Yeah. So, But that's that's why I'm not cool. But I'm, I understand why people want it to happen to say, I don't care, Brent, about the val- position value. I don't care about where he plays. If you're telling me that line is a strength of our football team and we're protecting our biggest asset, yeah. which is Trevor Lawrence, that's what we're going to do. Like, could we but, really hate on the Jags that much trying to protect Trevor? I'm going to hate on the Jags because is is Evan Neal best suited to play guard? I, I don't think so. He like, says I'm, he's comfortable playing anything well, but center. Well, well, you know why? Because he's a football player. Uh, well, he's not going to say, I don't want to play left tackle. Draft. He doesn't have to. He could say, I don't well, want to play Well, come on. I mean, he, he's trying to be a team guy, though, because he's not unequivocally the number one overall pick yet. Yeah. Right? So when you come out there and say, I can play whatever, that's only going to help your draft stock rise. Like, that's what coaches want to hear. They want to hear you can do whatever because that means you're more of an athlete, and coaches love athletes. But I think from, from Neil's perspective, if you move him down to guard, it's hard to justify taking that guy number one overall and playing him out of position possibly. Because how many times have you had the conversation, whether it's Josh Allen playing in a 4-3 defense, um, you know, whether it was Taven Bryan playing in, in a 3-4 defense, playing a big end when he never played it before, but you drafted him like he had before. So, like, too many times I feel like we've had this conversation with these with this team, regardless of who the coach is, saying, you know what, let's draft this guy for the best quote-unquote value, and then let's put him in a position where he can't succeed or can't play his best um, ability as a football. And I don't want to see it happening again with Evan Neal. Yeah. If you do draft Evan Neal, then by all means, let him be your, your book ta- bookend tackle for years and years to come, but then there better be some kind of trade with Cam Robinson. Yeah, I don't think we're getting that, by the way. I just don't see the scenario. I mean, I could see a scenario where Neal is drafted, but he's not going to play left tackle in year one, if that's the case. Listen, I'm not trying to defend the pick of a Neal. I would be shocked. It makes zero sense, given what they've done. Like, I can't believe there's as many people that think it ha- should happen and could happen, because it makes really zero sense, given the moves they've made to this point. And then somebody did say or tweeted at me, said, Daniel Jeremiah says the pass rush draft this year, he can go 20 deep on pass rushers. He thinks it's strong. Okay. And it's not top heavy now, right? Because Thibodeau comes with questions, and Hutchinson, we don't think, we don't, nobody really believes Hutchinson's going to be like 
22 sack guy. Yeah, but I think there's tiers, though, as well. I think, like, Johnson, Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Walker, like, they're tier one. Yeah. I think then there's tier two below them. Yeah. yeah we're live at Tivoli's House of Cards having some fun down here. Come on by, say hello. Hoping the rain holds off here on a Wednesday afternoon as we get set for the Masters as well and opening day of Major League Baseball season. We'll be right back on ESPN 690. If Tiger Woods at 46 after having an accident 13, 14 months ago comes back and wins the Masters, is this the greatest comeback story we've seen in the history of sports? No. It's not? We'll see. No. no. What do no. you... George Foreman came back after 20 years after losing the heavyweight title to Muhammad Ali. 20 years later in his 40s and won the heavyweight but championship But did he have the world. eight back surgeries, nine toe surgeries, 12 new no, legs? No, but some dude was trying to punch him in his face while I he was doing it. Yeah, got into a horrific on, accident where yeah. he almost died. Tiger Woods. right leg had to be reconstructed. Tiger Woods had to put his body back together, Max. Yeah, Max, what are you talking about? George Foreman, the guy was making oh. grills. Yeah. I mean, it's still pretty impressive, though. Yeah. No, yeah. it's a, it's impressive what Foreman did. That kind of got lost in the other shuffle of comeback stories, actually. Of course. Right? I, I've never heard somebody bring up George Foreman in that context. I'm not sure who it was, but I remember when we, when we were talking, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, about if it's the greatest, you know, comeback story of all time. And somebody did mention uh, George Foreman in the chat that I saw. I can't really? remember who it was. I want to get credit to him. Unfortunately, I don't remember who it was. But he, he did mention George Foreman. I don't listen. I'm not a – I don't know the con context of – is it the greatest? Like, we always want to know, this is the greatest, this is the greatest. Like, I mean, it's the greatest depending on what you like. Not everybody likes golf, right? Not everybody yeah. loves golf. So they're not going to appreciate it as much as the guy who absolutely loves golf, adores golf, and you can't convince them of anything other. Same, I would say, for, like, boxing in that realm, right? They're like, okay, George Foreman, yeah, well, he's, it's not like he, like, got himself in unbelievable shape to be able to come back in 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. he, had, he had this whole enterprise. He was able to get back in and do it, and so... Like, there's just different variances on it. The bottom line is, it would be a hell of a comeback. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, and we know that. Yeah. And I just think it's so far-fetched. I said this yesterday to have to even think about Tiger winning this golf event. I'm really would be just great if he made the cut. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, you know why? Because if Tiger makes the cut, that means you get to see him a couple more days. Mm -hmm. And I always think when Tiger comes back, talk about a 508-day layoff, second longest in his career, by the way, and if Tiger, when he comes back from these things, I think playing competitive rounds of golf and piling them up matters. Like, it doesn't matter that you necessarily win or always shoot 68, but I think it matters that he actually plays four rounds instead of two. Sure. So he tests it out, right? Yeah. Because, listen, if he doesn't make the cut, what are we asking the next time Tiger comes back? Oh, yeah, but can he make it four rounds? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Even if it's a hilly golf course or not a hilly golf course, does he have the stamina? Can he stay locked in? Can his game last that long? So I think getting over some of these hurdles earlier and playing more, that was the problem when he started chipping so poorly and he was not scoring well. It was like, okay, but he's not playing his way out of it because he's not playing enough competitive golf. And I've said this before, competitive golf versus just going out and playing medalist mm -hmm. down in South Florida, which is what he's doing with his buddies. <laughs> It, you know, that's one level, and then there's competitive golf, and, and then there's, like, the majors, yeah. <laughs> which is what he's doing and bouncing back into. Let's get South Beach Gary on the line. We're here at Tivoli's House of Cards down in St. John's County. I think he wants to talk a little Masters and Tiger. What's up, man? Hey, Brent Austin. Hey, Brent, that happened to me once. I cut myself. It would not stop bleeding. It gets you <laughs> after a while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Relatable. Relatable yeah. here. Yeah. The second thing is, Austin, Milwaukee's going to Camden Yards early next week. You don't want any of the Orioles, okay? 
I mean, how, how are your bats this year? Because the <laughs> Brewers rotation, uh, I'm just saying, there's going to be a lot of K's in Camden, let's just say. That's all, that's all I'm telling you. You, you have some, some John Means. <laughs> <laughs> My other pick, guys, I'm going with Justin Thomas. JT? Yeah, to win, to win the Masters. Uh, that's hey, that's I can't, I can't say anything about that pick. That's a good pick. I mean, he's already pretty the chalk or not? Enjoy That's the tournament. Yeah. Thanks, man. Right. That's pretty chalk play. Uh, sure. Now it's not the chalk play. I think the favorite right now is John Rahm, uh, who everybody thinks. No, sir. Wins. No, sir. It's nope. not Casey. Scotty Scheffler. Oh, is Scheffler the betting favorite? Yes, bro. Uh, I think I saw something yesterday that said Rahm has moved into being well, the betting favorite. Well, maybe so there's some smart money coming in on, on Scheffler right now. Interesting. I'm with it. Scheffler's the most expensive DFS play, so listen, oh, three wins in six tournaments, that's pretty legit. Let's see. We got wow. some odds. Uh, I don't know when they came in, though. I haven't checked my email very much today. That's not a good thing. Uh, bu -bu -bu -bu. Updated Masters line has John Rahm as the favorite, followed by Justin Thomas, Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson, Scotty Scheffler. This is with betonline.ag. Whoa. It says Rahm is 10 to 1, Thomas 12 to 1, Cameron Smith 18 to 1, DJ and Scheffler 18 to 1. Kepka, Rory, McIlroy in the next group at 20 to 1. Uh, by the way, Tiger Woods, 45 to 1 odds, which at Augusta, I mean, if it's not the lowest odds to ever get Tiger to win a golf <laughs> event at, at Augusta, it's pretty darn close. Sure. Um, major disappointment if he doesn't make the cut? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I think so, because he, he is the storyline right now. He is the trending topic, and I think people want to see him rock that red on, on Sunday. Casey, major disappointment if he doesn't make the cut? Uh, no, I'm going to say major major disappointment. No, absolutely not. I don't think anybody will, like, trash him for not making the cut. I don't think it's appropriate in terms of what he went through. So, no, I don't think it's a major disappointment, but to be honest with you, he's making the cut, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah like, listen, you're not always the realist on this show. <laughs> but I think that's like a realist kind of take. Like, we shouldn't be disappointed if Tiger doesn't make the cut. Because, I mean, Tiger could shoot 71-70 and not make the cut here. Right. Like, yeah, could, but it, that's like three under par, and you could not make the cut. Yeah, but well, like, that would be a little. Uh, that'd probably not be right. Probably shoot like 72, 72 and not make the cut. But you'd be disappointed if the biggest star in golf doesn't make the cut. Yeah, I, there would be a level of disappointment, but yeah. that's only because he's raised the bar so damn high, too. Sure. Um, of course. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We shock your mock, or maybe a couple. Who knows? That's coming up. Oh yeah. <laughs> on ESPN 690. <laughs> If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com.